Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Around the Hype. I have with me here Surya. Hey guys, what's up? And Ashwant. Hey y'all, what's up? And on today's episode, we'll be doing the NBA Finals. And yeah, let's get straight into it. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge today's sponsor, Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace which connects you as an individual podcast to other brands that gives you sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, creative integration, and much more. What I found extremely helpful about Podcorn is that there's no middleman. It's a one-on-one connection between you and the brand. You get to determine how you want to integrate the advertisement, what the rate is for the advertisement, and much more. And the transparency between the brand and you is, I think, invaluable, and you don't find that in other sites, and that's what makes Podcorn so premier. And we've been we've been using Podcorn for the last two to three months. It's been extremely wonderful and very helpful for us. We think it'll be the same for you. So we've linked the Podcorn website in our podcast show notes. Please go check it out. And once again, thank you to Podcorn for sponsoring today's episode. Um, so recently, the 2020 season concluded in the bubble with the NBA Finals which is the Miami Heat out of the Eastern Conference and the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference. And the Lakers took it all home for the 2020 season. What are your thoughts on the the playoffs and the finals? So first of all, congratulations to the Lakers for winning the title this year, even though a lot of people said otherwise. And in my opinion, this has been one of the most exciting finals in the last three years due to the fact that it's either the Warriors uh, dominating or injuries. But even though the Heat had injuries, I think they still made it a very interesting series. And yeah, I think overall, a lot of people had the Lakers favored, but some people said the Heat could actually win because of their insane run in the East. But I think, again, with Bam missed, what, two games and Dragic missed the whole series except for the first game. I think that did affect them a lot. But the heart that Jimmy had to fight through that whole series, saying that injuries are no excuse to lose a game. And he had one of the his, like best historic finals, which is what LeBron's been doing every year. But to see it from someone else like Jimmy Butler, who was probably not even considered an all-NBA talent at the beginning of the year, is something which you love to see. I think a lot of rookies stepped up as well for the Heat, which they have been doing the whole playoff run. Like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson was hitting down his shots as well. But one thing I do have to say for the Lakers is their role players played really well. Like Kentavious Caldwell Pope, who's probably the biggest meme coming into the playoffs, I think he definitely outperformed what his role was supposed to be in the finals. And obviously, Anthony Davis entering his first finals, he played really well, averaging, I think, 25 and 12. And LeBron, well, what he's, whatever he's been doing for the last nine years, he continued it in year 17 against the Heat. And overall, it was a fun series to watch. It would have been boring if Jimmy gave up even with injuries. But again, he's just showing the kind of player he is, the kind of heart and soul he puts into that team. And maybe with uh, Bam and uh, Dragic playing, they could have been a seven-game series. But I still think the Lakers would have closed it out either way. But it was a great fight put up by the Heat. I think I just, I'm just, I just really like the fact that they never use injuries as, as an excuse or they never gave up because of injuries. And... They fought through all the adversity and all people who were against them, and they made it to the finals. They took the Lakers to six games, and that itself is a great accomplishment for them. 
So as you were saying, like LeBron is the only person that's done what he's done in the sense, only person to be getting triple doubles, forty point games in the finals, and to see someone who's relatively unnamed, like like no name compared to LeBron in Jimmy Butler, do exactly the same, and actually give LeBron himself, who in my opinion is the goat, a challenge. That's like that was incredibly insane to watch, and I think. The Heat, although they lost, they showed everyone, like NBA teams themselves and fans, how you're supposed to play basketball. Like they lost, that's okay, but the way they went out trying is the best thing I've seen all year. Like Jimmy Butler, if you saw at the end of the game where they, where he dropped his forty-point triple double. He was exhausted and he could barely even stay on his two feet towards the end of the game. That is, I think, what all of us love to see and what true basketball really is. But on the other end, I think that the Lakers played to their advantage in the sense that Bam wasn't really playing that well. And the few games that he was out, they just went to AD in the post. And I think that was working extremely well. And on the other end, there's there's LeBron James just doing his thing, and I think no one could stop him, especially because you would think LeBron being physical and from what you've seen in the past, his game is mostly on the inside. But when LeBron starts hitting threes, step back threes at a super high efficiency, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can be the best team in the NBA, but if LeBron starts hitting those shots, you know you've lost. First of all, congratulations to the Lakers. Well-deserved championship. Um, in my opinion, this was not that bad of a series as everyone portrays it. It was, in my opinion, it was actually very fun to watch Jimmy Butler going off, showing, giving everything he's got, outscoring LeBron in one game, outscoring, out-rebounding, and out-assisting him in one game. Um, that was the first time that happened in like all of LeBron's career, right? Yeah. All of in all of his finals appearances, that was the first time. Um, from this series, all I can say is Jimmy Butler is that dude. He put everything he had into the finals. Um, that game five, he did not want to lose. He gave everything he got in the tank. Um, LeBron also an, an incredible game five performance. Um, game five was easily the best game out of this whole series, just because LeBron had what he had like thirty plus points. Um, Jimmy Butler had a forty point triple double, I think. Duncan had twenty six, and he was like he lights out from threes, shooting. Right? He had seven yeah. threes. Yeah. Um, it was sad though. Injuries did help the Lakers a lot. I will say, Bam was out for two games. Dragic only played a little bit of the first game out for the rest of the series. Um, if I Honestly, I do feel the Heat could have won. They had potential to win if all their players were health, healthy and were playing. But it is what it is. The Lakers won. Very well-deserved Anthony Davis's first ring. And it wasn't even just Anthony Davis and LeBron. Everyone on the Lakers stepped up, especially Game 5. I mean, Game 6. Like, I had no idea KCP had that in him, but he surprisingly was going off. Um, 
Alex Caruso, as Renee said, his defense was very underappreciated. Um, that's one aspect of his game that doesn't um, get reckoned enough. Everyone just loves to um, meme around with him, bald eagle, him dunking. But he does bring defense to the court. Um, Danny Green was absolute garbage. His ring should go to Jimmy Butler. Kyle Kuzma, same thing. It should go to Tyler Hero. Um, Dwight Howard, he, I mean, he was a good role piece. He he wasn't the most flashiest, but he did help them. But, yeah, it was good win for the Lakers. Um, and, yes, this, this ring does count. LeBron does deserve it. Yeah, so the finals MVP, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I LeBron, think LeBron, without a doubt. Yeah. Honestly, there's no It was debate. close it until the LeBron. fifth and sixth game. It was close until It wasn't games. even close because, like, look, I mean, AD is not doing anything that he's doing without LeBron setting him up. That is true, like, but, like... Everything okay, that AD got was because of LeBron attracting the attention. LeBron was getting double teams that allowed AD to cut to the basket and them swinging it around, find a good pass, and eventually end up with AD with a mismatch on him. So I think without LeBron, none of this would have happened. Like, I think LeBron was literally playing into, like, I'd say I'd give 30, 30% of what AD did to LeBron. So I, don't, I never thought that there was any comparison or any chance that AD could win finals MVP unless Mans is dropping 40 points a game. But, yeah. The thing is, even with those 40 points per game, at least 50% of it is because of LeBron. So, do you guys I have a question for you guys? Do you guys think Vogel was carried to his ring? No, no definitely yeah. not. He he played a good part. I think the only re- exactly because the only reason that the Heat lost is because Vogel kept switching things up, like throwing AD on Jimmy Butler one game, which con- completely confused Jimmy, and then taking him off and playing clog the paint defense. I think constant switching in the game plan never gave the Heat a really good idea of what to do. And I think that's what Spolstra is really good off of. Once he gets an idea, he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. But Vogel never gave him an idea to work off with anything. So the Heat never really had any really good game plan. It was literally just Jimmy had having to go crazy. And I think there was no game plan factor from the Miami Heat because of Frank Vogel's coaching. Um, yeah, same thing. This is kind of like a Steve Kerr Warriors thing where everyone argues, oh, if he didn't have Steph, if he didn't have Steph, KD, Draymond, Clay, he wouldn't be a good coach. But he is a good coach. That's the thing. He, I mean, you can't say he, he gives his players success. Obviously, they have so much talent around them, but he contributes to their success a lot. You can't just say, oh, it's only the players. So this is kind of like that situation for them. So, yeah. Yeah, even I, I agree with both of you because I think it's all, honestly the same thing as the Warriors case because even Curry and Clay with Mark Jackson before Kerr joined, they were good players, but that coach, they needed that coach to take them th- to the next level. Obviously, LeBron doesn't need someone to take him to the next level because he won a chip with Tyron Lue and he's been to what, like five, four finals straight with Tyron Lue. But I think Anthony Davis, being the, the young player he is, he needed that, you know, I mean, obviously, LeBron helped him as well, but he needed that mentor or that kind of a coach to take his game to the next level. It's not just about averaging 27 and 10, but leading a team to the 10th seed in the West, which is what he was doing with the Pelicans. 
you know, you need that basketball IQ to make the right pass, to make the extra pass, to, you know, guard the correct players, fill in the lanes, which is what the coaches helped Davis with to take his game yeah, to the next were, level, which is... Again, they were putting them in a position to succeed, which I don't think they would have done as much as they did without Vogel. It's not really related to the finals, but do you think, like, basically when you know the other coach is, like, as accomplished as Eric Spolstra... Do you think the best thing to do is when you know you can outcoach the person, the best thing to do is like what you said, just throw random techniques and to confuse them so they can never actually settle their game in. Yeah, honestly, that's what you do, because that's what Spolstra did versus the Celtics. He he knew Brad Stevens is a better coach when it comes to schemes. So what Spolstra did was just confuse the hell out of him. So Brad Stevens never had something to go off of, and it showed. Similar thing with Frank Vogel. Do you guys think that this championship has an asterisk on it? I don't think an asterisk for being easy. Definitely not at all. It, there's there's no way it, that the season was easy for any of the players in the league, considering they had what like four months of no training, just sitting at home. Then all of a sudden you come back to one of the most competitive leagues in the world, facing off with the most competitive players, and again. I don't see the difference between this and a regular season. They still had all the teams that they knew were going to make the playoffs or had a chance to make the playoffs. And in, in fact, it just makes it harder for them because they're isolated from their families, people who can encourage them, people who can, you know, they never, people who never give up on them even when they give up on themselves. And there's just a lot of extra stuff that they had to take care of while they were in the bubble that could have put more strain on them because it's not just a normal season where after you win, you go out, you party and stuff like that. You know, you had to take a lot of precautions. There was other stuff to worry about as well in the bubble, which makes it just tougher for every player. And it's not going to make it easier or tougher like differently like that. So there was definitely definitely no asterisks to make the season easier. And whichever team won the season, like I said in the beginning of the bubble, not because I thought the Lakers were going to win, but any team that won the NBA this year, it was actually one of the hardest championships in my opinion to, because of all the adversity that each team is going through right now. And, well, as I thought, the Lakers won. So, again, congratulations to them for probably winning LeBron. LeBron's maybe probably second toughest title. Um, yeah, obviously, this was no easy path for any team, not just the Lakers. Um, first of all, you're coming back from a huge break. Um, basically, the offseason um, where players are going to be rusty, team chemistry is going to be low, lower than usual. Um, you have some players opting out, with some crucial players opting out. Um, you had to be away from your families for what? How how long was the bubble? It was like two, three months now, right? Yeah. Two-ish, three-ish months. Obviously, it's going to be hard. There, and you can't just say, oh, it's easy for the Lakers, hard for everyone else. The Lakers, just like any team, they had um, obviously, uh, whatchamacallit, um, teamwork issues, uh, chemistry issues. Not just at every other team but them. You can't say, oh... Only the Lakers had it easy. Because everyone had it tough in the bubble. So and and to, prove, really... to prove what Ashan's saying, the Lakers did have it hard because the second they came back to the bubble, they were arguably the worst team in the bubble. Exactly. In the preseason games, absolute trash. LeBron was playing trash. Yes, I said it. The game against the Clippers where he hit the game winner, he was playing trash, but he did come in clutch for them. Um, games after that, he was also playing trash. You can't just... It, so that literally proves that everyone had it hard. 
you can't blame one team for being better at getting together quicker than other teams. You can't say, oh, because of that, therefore they shouldn't deserve a ring. You can't just say it like that. I think one last thing we should talk about before yeah. we cap it off. Jimmy Butler. LeBron's legacy? Wait. Oh, okay. Jimmy Butler. Top 10 or not? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Easily top 10. Yeah. And people who say Anthony Davis is better than him, better than him, you guys really have to start watching basketball because Jimmy Butler is a definite top ten player. Ooh, I would say he's a top spicy. eight player after this playoff series. In my opinion, I mean, obviously you can't take just playoffs into account, but there is no one in the league other than LeBron that could have done what Jimmy did. Even though the Heat are a talented team, you need someone as brave enough as Jimmy to take on that challenge. First of all, by even going to a place like Miami in the off season. The amount of courage he had to leave Philly, who would have been a championship contending team this year. The amount of courage and balls that takes itself is only something Jimmy could do. And that, that itself shows, translates to his game in the clutch where he has so much confidence. Oh, wait, wait, no. I want to say one more thing. I'm sorry. I had to speak in on behalf of all of Philly. Um, yeah, see, coming see, from see. most of Philly, uh, being a Philly fan... I need to apologize to Jimmy Butler, ridiculing you during last offseason for going to Miami, taunting you for you saying you wanted to go to a winning team, saying that Miami isn't a winning team. I miss you very dearly. Please come back. That we <laughs> and with that, we conclude today's episode of Around the Hype. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for next episode and goodbye.